Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Renaissance English History Podcast a proud member of the Agora Podcast Network. I'm your host, Heather Tusco, and I'm a storyteller who makes history accessible because I believe it's a pathway to understanding who we are, our place in the universe, and being more in touch with our own humanity. This is a supplemental episode in which the Agora foreign correspondent, Travis Dow, who has about 8 million podcasts, but the one probably most appropriate for this one to mention is the history of Germany. He went to Wittenberg for the celebrations of the 95 Theses this past October, October 31st, we've just passed it. As you all know from listening to my show, it's been Reformation Month. So this is really the cap of it all. This is the the cherry on top. Travis went to Wittenberg. He has recorded audio for a number of the various Agora podcasts that have been working on Reformation-themed episodes. There's a number like the History of the Papacy, from Wittenberg to Westphalia. There's a number. So he recorded audio for lots of different Agora podcasts. And then it's a bit of a scavenger hunt. So you want to listen to this and then go check out the other podcast to get the full picture of everything. And I will include the links in the show notes as well. So I'm just going to pass it right over to Travis. I'm not going to do my normal intro stuff because this is pretty short. So I'm just going to pass the ball right over to Travis and check out englandcast.com for the show notes to get the links to the other podcasts you can listen to. I hope you really enjoy this. And I'm so grateful to Travis for doing it. Thank you so much, Travis. It's such a wonderful piece of awesomeness. So take it away, Travis. Hello, this is Travis Dow. As part of an Agora podcast network kind of scavenger hunt um, for the 500-year anniversary celebration of Martin Luther's nailing his 95 thesis on a church door in Wittenberg, I recorded some audio from when I was in Wittenberg on the 500-year celebration. So here we go. Wow. All right. I made it. I'm trying to make my way through a crowd of people here. This is, of course, for EnglandCast.com. Hey, Heather, I'm here. I made it. And I am certain that I'm about to see some pretty cool stuff regarding Henry VIII, the Tudors. Um, I know this because I'm sleeping on the curator's couch and he told me so. Um, And in fact, I'm here on assignment for the Renaissance English History Podcast. And I'll see what I can dig up on the Anglican Church and the beginning of the, the Henry VIII and the Tudors and all that. So, well, let's just see what happens, see what I can find. Well, we're standing here at the relief of um, St. George riding against the dragon. You see he lost his, um, his uh, pole already, but um, still handling the right. now lost Jeez, uh, sword. Yeah. Um, probably had a sword in his hand, but um, the dragon is already nearly slain, um, the horse is prancing and You're right. uh, yeah. smashing him with the, with the hoofs. Yeah. Um, so, um, probably a female dragon. <laughs> I guess so, yeah, you can see. Um, but she's, um, she's nearly uh, done. And um, why do we show that here? Um, what, for one hand, that is something Martin Luther quite 
knew well because mm -hmm. uh, he had this Saint George, uh, this figurine um, uh, was well known to him because yeah. it comes it stems from his own parish church, right, Mansfield, where he grew up. Yeah, and, and I, I would say just for the listeners, it's like four feet by four feet, a meter right. thirty, but yes. yeah, a meter half meter from, from limewood. Yeah, um, right. Very, very specially done. You can see very much every detail in there. You see uh, the horse and the horse gear. You see the, the knight. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, he's sitting on a skull and has his treasure or something. Dead knights that the he already defeated. There, the yeah. with the skulls and the bones. Yeah, yeah. And in the background, you see the castle and. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's strikingly similar to the castle of Mansfeld. In those yeah, times. okay. Uh, yeah. It's uh, nearly the same outline. Yeah. So it's, I think it's not, not a coincidence. Yeah, so this, yeah um, this is something that Luther saw growing yeah. up. Like he yeah, does. He did, he did. And um, the, the legend takes place, especially uh, in, in the, um, the local legend, um, that uh, it's on the mountain where the castle is uh, okay. situated. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, this is a close yeah. link to, to yeah. each other. And, and, and Luther um, used later on this idea of, of the knight riding against the dragon for his own fight against the, the papacy. Yeah, so the dragon uh, is like the, the yeah. papacy in this yes. case. Yeah, And uh, it's, it's no coincidence that he called himself on the Wartburg then as, as when he was there in disguise. Um, uh, Junker Jörg, which means yeah. Knight George. Right, yeah. yeah. Junker, so. Junker Georg, Junker Jörg. Junker Jörg. That's great, yeah. Wow. Now, there was hundreds of thousands of people in Wittenberg for that day and around those and around the day of Halloween 2017 for the 500-year celebration. And I was trying to look for specific things that would tie this back to England for Heather. And I there was one obvious thing that I was looking for specifically, which is that, and they, I got to say, the exhibit didn't disappoint, but Martin Luther himself admitted that he had his, his own influence from Jan Hus, and Jan Hus was a century before in Bohemia, in the Czech Republic today, and one of Jan Hus's influencers was John Wycliffe from England, a century before that. And they did borrow one painting of uh, St. Adalbert and Jan Hus from Prague and had it in the exhibit. That, before that was Der Budla. He was one of the curators of the exhibit, but also the creator of the secret cabinet in the original German. And he was explaining a relief of St. George from 1497, which Martin Luther grew up with himself and compared himself as to St. George. For the 500-year <laughs> anniversary, for the 500-year celebration, Wittenberg was really something to behold. Uh, there was a medieval market on one town square where Budler's apartment was kind of, and he lives between the Martin Luther house and the castle where Martin Luther nailed the 95 thesis, nailed them to the door. And there was nights and reenactments and a lot of happenings and good food and a lot going on in Wittenberg that day. A crowd of people. The exhibit of 95 objects of 95 people, they had Thomas Hobbes, a printing of his. They had something of Shakespeare's comparing Luther writing down or translating the Bible as important of in German as the works of Shakespeare are to English, among other comparisons. They had the book containing the letter from Christopher Columbus, one of the early printings of him describing his discovery of the New World. And when I instantly knew I had something for this show was when they had an open letter printed. I, I love the printing press theme. This was the age, of, the early age of printing press where it really helped. There was an early print of the 95 Thesis themselves, and uh, I mentioned that in a different show. 
but they had an open letter from um, Henry VIII and Martin Luther's answer. Henry VIII wanted advice on, well, one of his divorces. When Luther printed in 1520 the work De Capivitate Babylonica Ecclesiae, Henry VIII answered in an open letter, defending the traditional belief, and Pope Leo X commended uh, Henry VIII on this. Luther replied uh, a year later, 1522, basically to the answer to King Henry of England's book, which he calls him the Lügenkönig, the Lion King. Henry did not appreciate this at all. Um, he blamed Luther for a bunch of stuff. And Lutherans kind of had a bit of a discrimination thing happening in England after this. So even though, I mean, this is probably pretty common knowledge, but even though Henry VIII did end up uh, splitting with the Catholic Church and dissolving monasteries and ordering that all churches in England have an English Bible, this did not happen out of the same theological reasons as Martin Luther. And um, even though the effect might have been similar here and there, it was kind of interesting that the the two themselves were, you know, contemporaries and actually wrote open letters to each other. And uh, Martin Luther really insulted Henry. All right, let's see. Let's see. I'm pretty sure I recorded something else on the scene. Oh, my goodness. I hope I hope audio turns out okay. There's a lot of people. This is a thick crowd. This little small village of Wittenberg is full. But uh, sure enough, I did get some great content for Heather if it turns out. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I, I hope it all recorded fine. But uh, absolutely, open leather, letters from uh, Henry VIII was there to Martin Luther and Martin Luther's reply, which I thought was very interesting. So... Um, I hope you enjoyed that, and of course, if you want to get the full picture of what happened today on this not-once-in-a-lifetime, but once-ever exhibition, um, you know, the Budler, my buddy, was, well, the curator, uh, went to the secret, you know, Vatican archives to dig up stuff, and definitely it was, it was amazing to see, and I'm just going to go, I'm heading towards the market right now, but um, yeah, if you want to get the full picture today, it's too much for one show, really. So this is an Agora Podcast Network exclusive, meaning you're going to have to, well, I sneakily put some of it on the history of papacy, some of it on Ben Jacobs, uh, Wittenberg to Westphalia, Wars of the Reformation, the Cannonball from Claude and Dan, which are two podcasting legends. And uh, let me tell you, it's, it was really something. I was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, forcing me to come, Heather. I really appreciate that. Definitely a good idea. And if you want to hear it all, the... I, I, some stuff I'm saving for myself for the history of Germany, so listen to that. Listen to History of the Papacy and, of course, the Agora feed. And I'll have all that information with links on podcastnick.com. Again, boy, I wish you guys could, could come and see this, but, uh, well, that's why you sent me, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna about to hit up the market, see if I can find some. They have a medieval market. I just saw a knight walk by. It's, it's uh, really quite the experience. I do have some video if you check out the Podcast Nick uh, YouTube channel. But again, it's all linked on podcastnick.com. So uh, take a look and... Oh, wow, there's more knights. There's a blacksmith. There's a lot of, there's a lot of noise going on. I hope this, is okay. this recording turns out all right. Um, otherwise, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>